Hello, I'm Megan Gray and you're listening to Vocal Girls in collaboration with Tomorrow Magazine's Change the Record podcast. This is the last episode of this special collaborative series, so thank you so much for all your support. It's been an absolute honour to platform so many incredible women from across the creative industries. This week, I'm speaking to the endlessly talented emerging singer-songwriter Olivia Dean. Even if I could, would it go back where we started? The 21-year-old from East London previously toured as part of Rudimental's band before beginning to release her own music back in 2018. Whilst the world was starved of live music, Olivia made it her mission to spread joy, spending the summer touring around the UK and playing gigs from a yellow van. Now she's on the way to big things, having just released her brilliantly open new EP, What Am I Gonna Do On Sundays, and has sold out two shows at London's Jazz Cafe, scheduled for April next year. In this episode, we talk about the music that's inspired her, how this year of change has impacted her identity and her ambitions for the future. This year has maybe been one of the most interesting years of my life, I would say, so far. I feel like so much has happened. I mean, obviously, the whole pandemic Mm. has been crazy for everyone. Um... But I just feel like so much has changed. Like since I put my last EP out to like now putting my next one out, I've like changed so much as a person. And um, it's been wild. I've been on tour. I've been on a yellow van tour. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. So obviously while most musicians are kind of having to do live streams or have all their gigs cancelled you went out Mm. in a yellow van (laughs) this is amazing where did the inspiration come from behind this so basically (laughs) i um was in lockdown and i was actually by myself for like three months wow which was very interesting really had to look within i'm not sure um, i could have done that i don't i wasn't sure that i could do it and then i sort of had to so Mm. (laughs) but you know what i'm in a weird way sort of grateful because things like this were born out of it yeah um yeah i was just i really wanted to see people and this year was supposed to be like my first year playing festivals yeah and and stuff and i was like i'm not having it i was like i'm not having it like my summer's been ripped from me and and i just want it back so i was talking to my manager and i was like what if i got on my bike I love riding my bike. I'll just set off with no destination all the time. Um, and just went to people's doorsteps and like sang them a song. She's like, mm, you could do that. Or like, what if it was a van? And I was like, oh my God, yes. And like, what if we painted it bright yellow? And what if the doors opened up and all this stuff? This is so dreamy. And then I just obviously had the time, like in lockdown, to sort of actually plan it out and think about making it a reality. So we managed to get Clarks to sponsor it. And we were like, please, you know, give us money, help us actually do it. And they were like, yeah, 100% down. So we did it for like two months, like two and a half months. And did you go around the coast, did I see? Yeah, we went to Cornwall. And like, I'm so much like a London girl. Like, I haven't really been Mm. to loads of parts of the UK. So like, we went to Cornwall and we went to Leeds, we went to like Nottingham and all these places. It was amazing. And did you just kind of like spontaneously just pull up and decide where you were going to play? Yeah, pretty much. We like, I said on my Instagram, like, oh where do you live do you want me to come and play and then we sort of just like did a rough like tour around that and we didn't even get to go all the places I wanted to hopefully in spring we're gonna you know really go in and do some more dates with it 
because I got it for life now. Like, I just have this big fan. It's so cool as well. I absolutely love the design. I was like, this is such a look. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I'm quite happy with it. I can't lie. Oh, God, that must have been so much fun. It was. It was incredible. Like, it was everything that I sort of wanted it to be and more. Like, mm. I just got so much happiness out of it. And um, it really made me realise, like, live music is so important. Yeah. 100%. Like for me as a person yeah. and just for other people as well. So we got to hope that they <laughs> sort it out, cause <laughs> I know, right? Why was it that you felt that you didn't connect with like the virtual way of doing gigs? Mm, I am someone like before lockdown, I sort of struggle with Instagram and things. Mm. Um, it makes me feel really anxious. And yeah, um, I don't. I just don't, I don't really like spending time on my phone a lot as a person anyway. Like, I'm the worst at replying to text. My phone's <laughs> always dead. And so Instagram is sort of my least favourite part of my job. Yeah. So when everything moved online, I was like, no, I'm so bad at like selling myself. And I just like people. Yeah. And I like like seeing people's faces. And I just found it really just like exposing yeah i think that i thought when people were doing the live streams i was like i could never ever do that i mean one because i'm not a singer (laughs) (laughs) but like i just couldn't do it without the reaction i imagine Mm. as a performer the reaction from the crowd is the kind of thing that makes you feel alive exactly and also like yeah when a song would be finished it's just like that was that one then okay yeah (laughs) on to the next on to the next and it's just like i remember there was one time where i like was going on to do a live stream and like 20 minutes before I was feeling awful I was just feeling so like low and just like the last thing I wanted to do was like broadcast my face and you have to just be like hi (laughs) yeah I get that I also just I mean I think it's really great that people are doing all the live streams because obviously it enabled us to have something Mm. but I mean for me I've just not connected with it because it's just there's something about being in that atmosphere of Mm. the gig that's just the endorphins are just exactly how did people react to your music when you were on tour then um really really well i got a really good reaction like, i think firstly people were confused because <laughs> they were like what is that and who is she and um i think then as like the set sort of you know got into itself i think people were just like afterwards like the main thing people said were just like thank you so much oh that's lovely they were like i haven't heard live music in months and like just thank you so much and that is all I could ask for. Like, that was the whole point of it. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to bring some live music back into people's lives. And I did it. So That must have been such an amazing feeling to know that you were kind of, like, spreading the joy. Yeah, exactly. It was crazy. Like, I got on BBC News. Like, that was <laughs> wild. Like, me on the telly. I did Blue Peter as well. Like, this no band way, that's dreams come true. my life. Yeah. <laughs> Blue Peter. I have a badge now. Oh, that is life goals. Yeah, it is. No, it actually is. Like, it's career highlight for me. Like, so far, nothing has topped that. That's it now. <laughs> you can get a Brit and it's never going to match up. I don't care. <laughs> the song that you picked for your yesterday now so mm. what song did you choose and so why? so i've chosen this song called pissed off by angie stone so angie stone is one of my mums and my aunties like favorite favorite artist we actually saw her at the roundhouse a couple of years ago and um this song i remember them telling me when i was younger my auntie had just broken up with her partner 
he was a bit rubbish. Right. She'd been with him for quite a long time and she just got rid of him. And they got into my auntie's car and they turned up their radio so loud and they played this song and we're just like we're so pissed off and it's like they always play it like sometimes when we get drunk in the evenings they like we'll put this one on and it's just got this I don't know this beautiful memory attached to it for me my mum and my auntie are like my biggest inspirations oh. they're incredible my mum is actually the first well she's the deputy of the Women's Equality Party I read this but she is the first black deputy of a political party in the UK and Europe. Wow. Think that's, that's crazy. Cool. What a woman to have as your mum. <laughs> it's like, it's insane. She is like such a force and mm. a presence and she's just the most inspiring person I know. So yeah, this song I just had to pick for her. Do you think that, that her kind of strength has inspired you to be like that a hundred percent she just from when i was younger she was just like you can just do anything that you want to do like anything you want to do you you can do it and um i think i just get that from her like i'm so like i don't care what other people think <laughs> what other people think really i mean i try not to yeah obviously to some extent you always do but i definitely think i get this just i don't know what the word is just like yeah strength from yeah. her or just like it just comes from within I guess I think that's such a powerful mindset to instill into a child because mm. I think as a child anyway you're kind of naturally like you can you believe anything's possible mm. and then as you become an adult the kind of weight of the world sinks in and, and you start to think that that isn't the case mm. but I think having that driven in from the outset and continue to be is just so powerful and mm. like look where it's got you so I know I just yeah I wouldn't be I mean everyone could say this about their parents of course but like I really wouldn't be the person I am without her being my mum if that oh. makes sense oh well shout out to your mum yeah, <laughs> love you mum <laughs> so um in terms of music obviously that was a big memory and influence for you but what are kind of your other musical inspirations very good question um i love i like i'm obsessed with music like i use um spotify like instagram if that makes <laughs> yeah. sense like i just will be on there all the time looking for stuff um but i think when i was growing up like first like falling in love with music it was people like amy winehouse and um lauren hill my middle name's lauren after lauren hill oh really my mum loved her so much yeah um i think i just loved like their sort of brutal honesty mm. and um just them being really vulnerable in yeah. their lyrics and just sort of bearing it all. Yeah, it's like bearing your soul, isn't it? Exactly. And I think that's why, where I, I don't know, my songwriting style, I guess, I suppose, is quite, um, this is what's going on, guys, here you go. Yeah. Yeah, it's <laughs> not exposing. kind of beating around the bush. No, yeah. no. It's um, almost like therapeutic for me to songwrite and that's how I felt listening to their music. So mm. I'd say they were my biggest inspirations. I also love Carole King. Yeah. Um, she's just obviously incredible songwriter <laughs> um but yeah i love i love all kinds of stuff like i really love reggae music and i really like talking heads mm. and like jeff buckley and things like i just i just love good music yeah everything yeah i like it really annoys me when people are like disappointed when they ask you what music you're into and you just say everything because mm. i'm like but it is it's like it's almost my my least favorite question you yeah know, you meet someone it's like so what kind of what kind of music you meant i know and you're like oh my god let me think of something really cool i know <laughs> it's like 
literally I listen to everything. It just depends what mood I'm in. Yeah, like I feel like no one listens to like one artist. No. But I don't know. Maybe some people do. So when did you first realise that music was something you wanted to do as a career? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I think... So I used to be quite shy when I was younger. And um, I started doing musical theatre on the weekends because my mum was like, come on, babe. <laughs> Let's get you a little hobby. Let's, you know what I mean, get you out of your shell a little bit. Like the first like um, performance I ever did, I was crying. Like I was singing, you know, Tomorrow from Annie. Tomorrow. Yeah. And I was like hiding behind a piano and like crying. Oh, yeah. And, how um, are you crying and singing at the same time? Because I was quite just absolutely terrified. Like I was so um, like introverted um, oh, as a child. You. And... But wait, the question was, how did I know I wanted to do music? Yeah, so it was around that time. I think I was watching like CBeebies or something. And there was like a woman sort of singing and like dancing down the road. And I said to my mum, I was like, I think I want to be a singer. And she was like, you can. She was like, you can do that. And oh. I was like, great, fantastic. And then I think since then, there's just been no plan B. Like everything I've done has just, you know, and you just know what you want to do. So you just sort of head that way. Yeah. And then... I'd somehow I've got here. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's sort of like you just you just have it in your head what you want to do. Was there a moment that you realised you could sing? Because obviously there's one thing having that ambition, but then you've also got the talent to match up. Um, well, no, I definitely couldn't sing when I, <laughs> when I started singing. I've been singing since I was like eight, um, and I had singing lessons when I was younger. Um, but I think when I got a guitar and like right. started like you know writing in my room at like. I don't know how old it would have been, like 15 or something. I was like, actually, I maybe got a little something here, guys. <laughs> I was like, hang on a second. <laughs> Musical theatre step aside. I was like, music could be me. <laughs> I've actually just started to try and learn guitar this oh, year. amazing. I Wait, bought a guitar this year. What guitar did you get? I bought a... I actually I went hard. I bought a... 1960s like classic Fender Strat. Oh my god, go off! I just hate being shit. Like mm. every time I do, it takes me like a second to do a chord progression. Exactly, like, you just want to be good straight Ugh. away. <laughs> I started learning saxophone. Like I, I like acquired a tenor sax. That's and was amazing. Like, I'm gonna learn. And I'm gonna be Lisa Simpson. And then I just was like, oh, but I'm not good enough. So I just, <laughs> I just stopped. It's so annoying because it's like when you're a kid, you don't have that. You just do it. Like it doesn't yeah. matter if you crap. You just do it. I, I used to play the trumpet when I was a kid. <laughs> I love that. Like, why didn't I learn something useful like the guitar? I just went straight for the trumpet. No, trumpet's quite cool, you know. Mm, we'll see. Maybe we should start a little band. <laughs> yeah, we'll bring it back. You and the sax, me and the trumpet. <laughs> it could be cute. It could be cute. Yeah, I reckon we could make it work. So obviously from that point where you kind of realised that you could sing mm. um, and you started going to theatre school at the weekends... So you then got into Brit school, is I that did. correct? I did, yes. What was that like? Um, it was incredible. I feel like some people, I don't know, kind of have a, quite a funny perception of it or some people even like a chip on their shoulder. I don't know, but it was the best thing I ever did. Um, wow. Where I grew up, I was sort of like um, the odd one out, that sort of annoying one that wanted to sing in assemblies <laughs> all the time. Like I went to a sports and technology college. and um, Right. I really felt when I went to Brit that I like found my my people mm. and um like I met all my best friends there and like my band and stuff and it's just an incredible place like it's a, it's a free school in Croydon and, um 
everyone you just go there i guess if you want if you know what you want to do and you know you want to study music or theater or art or whatever it's incredible mm. it's such a cool school like i just learned so much and like it just really opened me up as a person yeah. i'd say wow and then obviously coming out of that you were spotted mm. by rudimentals yeah that right? <laughs> this i mean the story is actually ridiculous so yeah so went into brit and was there for four years and um on my sort of final performance where you do like an original song and like the theater they have there um my, my now manager was in the audience and she was doing day-to-day for rudimental at the time and she was like can i manage you and i was like yeah <laughs> like what sure like of course like if you want um and she was like hey cool and then it was like um yeah they had a spot open up and they were she was like do you want to audition to like do some singing with them and i was like um yeah and then i was like might as well audition probably not gonna get it and they were like yeah do you want to come on tour with us so wow. like came out of college and like started just going straight into rehearsals and then went on tour with them like they headlined V Festival and I was like there playing Shaker in the back. And, that like, is mad. We did the Jimmy Fallon show. Like, yeah. Oh my God. And all this crazy stuff. How did that feel? It was incredible. Like, it was real, like, pinch me stuff because mm-hmm. I was like, um, you know that thing, imposter syndrome, where you're like, yeah. how did I get here? Like, I am absolutely <laughs> blagging it, guys. Like, just <laughs> like accidentally wandered under the stage at me. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, but no, I'm so grateful. Like, that opportunity. Like I, I knew I loved like performing live, but being able to be in like those ty- in front of those types of crowds yeah. at that age, I was like, oh my god! Like I want to do this for the rest of my life. Like it really gave me like another like push in the yeah. direction of like, okay, I really want to do this. And that inspired you to make want to make music of your own. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, I was already sort of songwriting and and writing my own music at the time, um, but yeah, I it did make me realise that, like, I wanted to do it for myself. Yeah. And, um... And here we are. And here we are. (laughs) (laughs) So, for your today, what did you choose and why? So, this song, I found it the other day, even though I love Carole King and I've always loved her, I didn't know about this song. And it's called Bitter With The Sweet. And I just love the lyrics. Um, it's definitely my morning song. I put yeah, in the morning. It's very morning. Yes, or when I'm riding my bike um, around South London, I just put this one on. And yeah, I just love it. Like one of the lyrics that in the first verse is like um, something about, I don't know what's so important about being someplace at some time. And it just really spoke to me because I'm late for everything <laughs> and I'm just not in a rush in life in any way shape or form so I love her for that for Carol and um yeah just the whole sentiment about like you gotta take the bit with the sweet and like life can't be amazing all the time yeah and that's okay and um some days are really shit (laughs) yeah (laughs) but you can't have amazing days unless you've had a really shit one so yeah that's my song for today I love Carol King always have done and um it's nice to find something new from someone you love. Yeah, I love that when that happens. Like, I'm a big fan of Amy Winehouse. She's mm. like, year and I, I love when you, like, discover a live version from, like, a jazz club, like, ages ago or something. It's like, oh, my God, how did I not know about this? She was just like, I mean, I'm not saying anything anyone doesn't know, but just mm. out of this world. I know. Like, She's like, other, yeah, her voice is, like, 
I always say it's like an instrument, isn't mm. it? It's just, yeah, I think she's just phenomenal. And sometimes I think that maybe you have to be in like this almost like dark space to mm. be able to like make something that mm. incredible. I don't know. Like, I just, she's just otherworldly, isn't she? She is, yeah. It's very like vulnerable, her music, and so. I don't know, yeah, obviously she was in quite a dark place. Mm. It's funny that with music, though, because it's like, obviously, thinking about myself as a songwriter, like, I want to be happy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I want my mental health to be, like, <laughs> A1, like, yeah. in life. Um, but in terms of songwriting, it's often, um, yeah, as you said, the most interesting stuff or, I don't know, stuff that touches people comes from quite a dark, yeah. sad place. But so. maybe that's how you... Maybe that's how you as a person cope and keep your mental health good because mm. you are enabling yourself to put your dark times into something mm. that you can then be like right that was how I felt at that point and then put it out there and exactly that's really special yeah I'm having this whole sort of internal debate with myself at the moment because the next song I'm about to put out is like the saddest thing I've ever written really it's like like for me just like devastating to sing and um, like I, I wrote it at a time when I was really really sad and it was like a year ago and it's so strange it's like writing I was trying to explain it to my mum it's like writing a diary entry mm. when you're like at your lowest point and then a year later having to open it up and read it to everyone over and over again <laughs> <laughs> my god and it's like if you haven't if you haven't um dealt with that that box of stuff it's a lot. Yeah, you're opening Pandora's box of it. Exactly. Yeah. And also, you know, I was like, oh, but I want to put out positivity into the world and, like, I want to help people and I don't want to make people sad. But I was talking to my friend and she was like, I think sometimes sad music helps you the most. 100%. Definitely. Because it's like you can relate. Someone else is sad too. So yeah. you're not sad. I and it always makes you feel so alone and you feel, like, understood. Mm. And I think sometimes people have difficulty putting into words how they feel, but mm. music does that exactly so So, yeah i'm excited to put it out but i'm also like so scared yeah that makes sense especially if if you like written a song about someone or Mm. something that must be a bit like (laughs) yeah but i read somewhere like i can't even remember what it is now and and it's a quote and it's like once you make something like write a song or like a piece of art like it's your duty to put it out because it's not yours anymore like it's for it's for the world you know what i mean that's a beautiful way of looking at it so you can have it guys <laughs> at my pain <laughs> so i wanted to talk to you a bit about your recent singles so hardest part is so beautiful oh, i've literally so fallen in love with the song Amazing. so much <laughs> yeah i love it too i can't lie <laughs> this music video was inspired by the supremes yes indeed it's so cool yeah i love it i'm sorry i can't lie i have to catch <laughs> myself for a second so yeah this song i wrote um in copenhagen like around christmas time last year and i just come out of this really serious relationship and it was like you know, and you're like, okay, a chapter of my life's just closed. Yeah. And I'm opening another one now. And um, it was like the right thing to do, sort of moving into this new chapter. But it was hard, you know, and you, you know, yeah. you spent a long time with someone. Of course. And it's like, oh, we've sort of done all the growing we can do together. And that's okay. Mm. And we're going our separate ways now. And we've learned from each other. And um, yeah, so the song was born and I was like, oh my God, I love this so much. And it 
for me, it was like a song I really needed, like a positive breakup yeah. song. Even if I could, would it go back where we started? I was in lockdown and I was thinking about what the, the music video could look like and then I remembered yeah, I don't know just the, the sound of the song makes me feel quite Motowny and yeah old school and um, my mum I remember my mum telling me that my mum my auntie and um, their cousin used to pretend to be the three degrees and in her room <laughs> and like sing into hairbrushes <laughs> and be the three degrees so I was like oh my god what if I did a music video where I'm all of the supremes and so then it was good. like yeah let's let's just do it um, so then it was born. Yeah, I had to like learn the dance routine in lockdown over Zoom. Really cute, and um, <laughs> yeah, and then we managed to, to to film it. But it's like one of the things I'm most proud of. I've done. But didn't something? Didn't your finger something happen with your finger that day? <laughs> Christ Almighty! So this is like a typical thing that would happen to me. So obviously there was because I'm the three supremes. There was the main girl yeah. who had this massive, massive ring on my middle finger, and then right. the two other girls. And because I was changing from outfit to outfit um, the whole day, the ring was coming off and on and off and off and on. Right. And then the last time it went on, it didn't come off. It did I not come why. off. Why? Do you think? Do you, I your think just, just it's, like, it's swell up. You know when you like go to a shop and you try on a ring and then it gets a little bit stuck and yeah. you have that panic moment. Yeah. You're like, fuck, 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 fuck. It was like that, but in <gasps> reality. And the stylist was like, um, "I need that ring back because it's like sentimental." And I was like, "Babe, <laughs> it's not coming off my finger anytime soon." She was like, "Okay, don't panic. Go home. Like, just chill out. You know what I mean, have a glass of bubbly. Relax. Yeah. Your finger will come down." <laughs> And luckily, I was with my friend Roseanne, who's absolutely hilarious and like made this so, such a funny experience rather than me being really sad. And then went home and it just wasn't coming off. It wasn't coming off. Oh and I was getting God. really panicky and my finger was going purple and I was losing all sensation. And she was like, we need to go A&E now. So we ended up in Lewisham A&E at like 3 a.m. that morning and they had to cut it off. They had to saw it off. And she was like, normally, sorry, this is such a long story, but it's brilliant. No, no, no. So <laughs> normally they'd get like a brace underneath it. Right. She was like, you haven't got any wiggle room. She was like, we have to go straight in with the blade. I was like, just get the thing off my finger. It's oh just funny because we went from this glamorous, glamorous shoot <laughs> to being in A&E and like leaving with like a sling. And like just like a busted up finger. Oh no! It was brilliant though. Like I wouldn't have it any other way. Like I love <laughs> stuff like that. It's so funny to me. I feel like that would make me panic so much. But now, like putting rings on is a bit traumatic for me. <laughs> like it's You're triggering. Scarred. Yeah. Like every time, like I'm like, oh nah, I'm gonna leave that one today, guys. <laughs> Were we able to save the ring? No. I had to text Lucy and I was like, I'm so sorry. Like oh. it's done. It's done out. The ring's gone. <laughs> sorry. Obviously, you were saying that that song is kind of about like a breakup and moving on. Mm. Was there like a real turning point for you in terms of like realizing that it was all okay after mm. that relationship ending? Um, I don't know. It it was sort of a process. I feel things quite deeply. I'm like a quite deeply emotional person. Yeah, and um, I think when you break up with someone it's like you think you're over it and then you're not and it's like comes in waves and maybe you never really get over it yeah um but i wrote a song like just towards the end of lockdown actually because obviously in lockdown i was all like you know alone and like in my feelings yeah yeah and then um Bit of I, a time of reflection exactly and um i hadn't written for a long time and i wrote this song that hasn't come out yet and hopefully will come out next year and it's called be my own boyfriend 
And I think at the point when I wrote that, I was like, I actually, I am. Like, I sort of realised that you don't need someone else to, like, complete you. Like, you don't need, like, another another half. Like, you're whole by yourself and, like, you can be your own boyfriend. Like, if you just love yourself and then anyone else that comes into your life, yeah, cool, like, that's cute, but, like, you're fine by yourself. And at that point, I was like, okay, cool, I'm over it. I'm fine. You're not like a half that needs complete. No, like you're not going through life like looking for someone to like make your life better. Like if you can make your life banging by yourself, then anything else is just a plus. Yeah. So yeah, I'm so excited for that song to come out because like that's my vibe at the moment. Like I love that. I love that already just from the title. And then obviously you've just released um, Echo. Yes. Which is also beautiful. Oh, thank you. Honestly, I'm absolutely obsessed with your music at the moment. I just, I've been like literally looping it for the last few days. Amazing. <laughs> um, also, I have to say, the suit in this video. I know. Can we just talk about that for a second? Listen, 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 listen. <laughs> so the last video, obviously, I was wearing that glamorous dress, and I was just like, okay, this video, I want to go the other end of it. I want to yeah. be wearing a suit. I understand why men wear suits. I mean, everyone can wear suits, but like I understand now. Yeah. It's so powerful. It is, isn't it? Like, if I could, I would wear that suit every day. Um, it's like blue, anyone who hasn't seen it, it's like blue velvet, like quite tight fitting, incredible, like a blue yeah. silk shirt and that, underneath it. And that collar, it. the big Ooh, collar as oh well. Oh my God, I'm really into like <laughs> 70s fashion. So Me like too. all those collars and the flares, yes. Um, yeah, it was a privilege to be able to wear that suit. So tell me a bit about what Echo is about. Okay, so Echo was written um, at a time, I think it was actually written like a couple years ago. It's funny with music, like it sometimes takes a long time to come out or it takes a long time for me to be ready to put something out. Um, And I think I wrote it at a time in my life where I was feeling quite lonely and um, disconnected. And um, I really needed some support. And strangely enough, I'm not good at talking about my feelings. I I hate it. <laughs> this seems to be like quite a common theme for musicians. Yeah, I find it really uncomfortable. But I think that's why I write songs because yeah. it's sort of like a, a way to um, express those things. And um, yeah, I just I just was going through something, and I really needed particularly one person. But I think the song can just apply to just pe- generally people. I needed just someone to listen. Yeah. And you know when you're like, you have a problem or you have a really shit day and you're like, you don't need a solution. Like, I don't need you to practically tell me yeah. this is what you need to do. I just need you to be like, it's okay. Here you go. Here's an arm around you. Definitely. You'll be all right. You know, just some backup. Mm-hmm. And I was just feeling so frustrated. Someone I was like, in your corner. Exactly. And um, so, yeah, that's how that this song was born. It's, it's quite an angry one for me, but I quite like it. <laughs> it's, it's fun to perform. <laughs> I took five on the way home Called you for a little piece of mine Was out looking for some healing But it seemed a little hard to find No man's an island And I know that it's since kind of, although not kind of explicitly linked, it has been linked to potentially representing feelings in like the Black Lives Matter movement in Mm. terms of like people you know, echoing your voice exactly. and everyone supporting each other. Are the events this year something that you ever feel compelled to write about? Mm. Yeah, so when this song came out, obviously it wasn't originally about that because it was written like two years ago. Yeah. But when it came out, I was like, oh my God, like this feels really relevant right yeah, now. Yeah, it's and, really fitting. Um, I'm, I'm so glad that people have, have drawn that link to it mm. because that 
couple I don't know how long I mean it feels I mean it's still going on now but when that all started happening in lockdown and like I was alone in my flat and um even myself I was starting to think about like how I feel about being mixed race and like really exploring like how I feel about being black and then that happened at the same time it was like brain exploding yeah and um it was really hard I was so moved by everything that happened in those couple of months and um it really changed my perception of myself and like the world around me and like I don't know just the people I want to work with even in in my music and yeah just diversifying things and a hundred percent like when I come to write my album which I'm starting to think about now I want to explore all that stuff I want to explore like I think I really compartmentalize like even just me like growing up mixed race in East London like there wasn't many black people and like the effect that would have had on me and um yeah just in the music industry like you know how sometimes you can feel like the odd one out and I want to explore all that stuff yeah and give an insight I guess well yeah and you'll also probably empower young girls I hope who so felt like you to feel the same I hope feel so good about themselves and it's inspired. crazy the, the, the maddest thing that I, I've um was sort of thinking about I used to straighten my hair every day um until like no a year way. and a half ago every single Your day hair's fucking amazing. <laughs> well but I didn't think that I genuinely it's so sad I was like I, I no one will find me attractive which is stupid now I don't really care if anyone finds me attractive but <laughs> at the time you know when you're young and um yeah I was just like I have to straighten it I have to assimilate and I have to fit in and um, now I would never do that. Yeah. I w- and now I'm like, I look at pictures and I'm like, oh, babe, like, <laughs> you had no idea, honey. And so, yeah, my hair's so important for me. Even just a small thing, like, I want um, other women, like, other mixed race women, other black women to, like, see, like, your natural hair is so beautiful. And, yeah. like, you don't, it's not, doesn't need to be tamed. It's not, like, you know, messy or unprofessional. Yeah. So, like, I just want my hair to, like, grow and grow and grow and take over the world. But even in just in small things like that. Yeah, I don't definitely. Know. When you're saying, you know, you used to straighten your hair and then you realise that you didn't need to do that, what, was there anything in particular that inspired that kind of realisation? Mm. Honestly, I, I wish there was, like, one day where I, like, threw my straighteners out the window and I was like, <laughs> no more! Um, I think it was a mixture of things. I think I couldn't be bothered yeah. anymore. Like, I'm running out of time in the morning. Like, getting up, like, an hour earlier to do that is Honestly, preposterous. I, I don't know how you did that. And, um, like, I think it was, like, summer and I'd been on holiday and I didn't want to, like, straighten my hair all the time. And then I just sort of realised that, like, oh, you're actually, you know, quite pretty with, with your natural hair, hun. And, like, it's not, it's not that deep. I don't know what I was so scared of. Yeah. It was, like, a fear. But that's just crazy to me. Like that my environment and um made me feel that I had to do that yeah and you didn't even necessarily realize at the time but it was no. just this kind of like no. oppression and exactly and it was so like. compartmentalized like that I didn't I didn't even really think about it yeah it was just like oh that's just something I have to do yeah so anyone out there who's straightening your hair you don't actually have to <laughs> there's you don't actually have to do it like you can just stop <laughs> that would be my word of advice <laughs> Unless you like it, which is is fine. (laughs) If you can't be bothered, you don't have to. This podcast is not sponsored by GHD. No, it's not. (laughs) It's not. So what did you choose for your tomorrow song? So my tomorrow song um, is one... 
let me say the title right first of all my tomorrow song is one life might live by little sims um i love her she's so cool um she is she is (laughs) and i think she i mean she's been around for quite a while but her whole um style and energy that she gives off i think was a massive inspiration for me i just think she's so powerful yeah and um I don't know, I just find her so inspiring. And the song as well, it's just like, you only have one life. Might yeah. as well just live it and do whatever the fuck you want to do. Sorry, I don't know if I'm allowed no, to No, no, you are, you're good. <laughs> um, I just think, I just love the sentiment of it. Like, life is just so short. And um, I think when I realised that, like, being cool doesn't really matter, doesn't it's not, it doesn't really exist, there's no yeah. such thing. And, like, the moment you stop caring about what other people think of you... And also stop worrying so much about like, I don't know, if like guys find you attractive or like what your Instagram looks like and things like that. Like you can be so much happier. I don't know. Yeah. And the irony is that's probably when you're the most attractive to everyone. Exactly. When you don't care. I started reading this book and we don't need to go too deep into it called The Beauty Myth. Right. Um, And it's just about like how it doesn't really exist. Like, yeah, it's just a way that, like, I don't know, it's just been invented by men to control women. It's all completely subjective, anyway, isn't it? Like, everyone finds completely different people attractive, so exactly. (laughs) Like, the whole idea of like being beautiful, I think, just sort of slows you down. I mean, everyone is beautiful, and like, Mm. but I think the obsession with it, I don't know. Yeah, I sort of went on a tangent there from Little Sims, but it's just the whole, the whole idea of just like, yeah, you literally have one life, so I don't know. I'm not going to waste my time feeling anxious about Instagram and um, yeah. things like that. She wrote this um, album in lockdown, didn't she? I think she did, It's yeah. EP, rather, sorry. Because it came out this year, didn't it, that that mm. song? It is a great song. It is very, like, fuck it. <laughs> so empowering, so yeah. empowering. I saw her, I went to the um, Mercury Prize. Oh, did you? Yeah, because my friend's band, um, Black Midi, were nominated oh, amazing. as well. Yeah, so we went to see them. And um, she did Selfish. I was going to pick that song, but I was like, that one's a little bit odd, so I'll pick this one. Mm. But that song, for me and my like my girlfriends, was like, I don't know, what's, is incremental the right word? Is that a word? I think so. I'm going to go with that. You're using big words for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with that. Like that whole sentiment amount of like i am selfish like i care about myself it's and so like good. i love myself yeah. and, and that's that being fine. like okay and not a bad thing like yeah but like it's crazy that like even before that i was like oh no like me putting myself first never but you have to if you don't yeah. love yourself how like is anyone else going to or like what's the point so yeah i think there's this like weird thing of like it's expected for women to be self-deprecating. Mm. Like, if they get a compliment, then it's like... Oh, no. Rather, yeah, rather than saying thank you, it's just being like, oh, no, I'm fine. Yeah. I was speaking to a woman called Lily O'Farrell who runs this Instagram account called Vulgar Drawings, mm-hmm. and she was saying that she's been called intimidating so much just for saying thank you to a compliment. What? <laughs> she's like, what? That's crazy. Yeah, now I'm just like, someone's like, oh, you look nice. Like, yeah, I know, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I tried really hard on this yeah. outfit, so thank you. It took me ages to get ready. Thank you so much. <laughs> oh my god, I hate when people do that. I saw this thing. Um, do you know Florence Given? Yeah. In that the chapter in her book, and it's like, um, are you intimidating or are they just intimidated? There you go. It's great. Yeah. It's so true. Everything she says is like a quote. It's amazing. I can't believe she's twenty-one. I know. <laughs> like, um, 
I haven't started my book. It's like yet. she had another life. Like she got all this wisdom from this it other life. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. But yeah, she's she's incredible. I'd love to meet her. Yeah. I feel like I want her to be my, my mate. Like, mm. every time I feel a bit crap about myself, she'd be like, no. Yeah, I want her to be like, come on, Olivia. <laughs> Maybe we can make it our mission to make friends with her. Okay, we can do that. We'll find her. So, obviously, your song choice is about just, like, you've got one life, you just need to live it. What are you most excited about for the future? Mm. What am I most excited about? Um, I'm excited to um play live shows again i just um sold out two shows at the jazz cafe so exciting congratulations thank you so much that is insane to me um so i'm really excited for those shows i really want to make them something that people can enjoy and like make them a memorable evening yeah and um i don't know i'm just excited to just keep thriving and be happy um just just general happiness i'm yeah. excited for i don't know what's going to happen with this pandemic thing man oh, like don't <laughs> yeah i mean let's not end on a sad note but we have to try and find the silver linings we do and um yeah i'm going to write some more music and i'm going to put out some more music that i hope people you know feel empowered by yeah that's my vibe at the moment like this be my own boyfriend tune like i just want obviously my music's for everyone men you're great but i want women to just feel incredible and um inspired so that's that's my vibe um and when this podcast goes out your new ep would have just come out yes um so it's called what am i gonna do on sundays Mm. what is the inspiration (laughs) behind this title because i love it so yeah this yeah so this is the song that i was talking about that's coming out that's quite devastating and um yeah i literally just come just you know was in breakup land and was feeling so um, desperate and <laughs> devastated. Like yeah. I'm someone, if I love someone, like I I love them. Yeah. Like I'm all or nothing. Yeah. And um, when it was nothing, I was like, well, what am I gonna do now then? <laughs> Who, where am I love yeah, gonna go? It's like this hole has been like dug. Exactly. And how the hell are you gonna fill it? Exactly. Like when someone becomes so like into interweaved in your life. And then suddenly they're gone. It's like, oh, what am I going to do all this time? <laughs> and like now I know what I'm going to do on Sundays. I'm going to live my best life yeah. and like, you know what I mean? Take myself on a bike ride. But at the time yeah. I was um, a bit younger, like a year ago now and feeling really lost. What is it about Sundays? They are the worst if you're mm. feeling sad. Mm. They just have this air about them. Whereas if you're like in your best place, Sunday's like the luscious day. Exactly. But when you're feeling super low, Sundays are oh god, I just want to be in my bed and curl up. I know. Um. So yeah, this that's the title of the EP because it's sort of a breakup EP. And um, I don't know. I hope people like it. It's slightly different to all my other stuff. I'd say. In what way? Um. It's very dramatic, <laughs> <laughs> and um, like the sonically and uh, the instrumentation, it's a little different for me. Right. But I'm I'm really proud of it. Um, it came from a really real place. Um, I performed it for the first time for something I don't know if I can say before, but um, a couple of days ago, and um, after I performed it, my manager was like, "Are you okay?" <laughs> It was so like visceral like it was yeah. like something just came out of me like i feel like that's how you know you've got something good though yeah i mean i hope so 
Um, That's how music connects with people when it's really real. Mm. I, I hope people can relate to it. I don't know. We'll see. I know you've spoken before about how you like to work with women behind the scenes in the music industry. Mm. Why is that so important for you to do that? Um, it's It's crucial, really. I feel like my music is obviously written from the female perspective as I'm a female mm-hmm. and um, so if the music is that way it sort of makes sense in my brain for like visually like all the directors I've worked with have been female and, and I plan to keep it that way visually I think it should come from a female perspective yeah not saying that you know men can't understand the female perspective but um, it just makes sense to me yeah. and I love working with women and I don't feel threatened and I feel like we all want each other to win yeah and it's not intimidating you know jumping on a zoom call and it's like five women mm. and it's like how are we going to make this the best thing we can and how are we going to connect and you know make other women connect to this and it's just refreshing like there's so many men in the music industry yeah and I don't if I can go out of my way to just have some more women around me that would be great so yeah. I'm just going to keep doing that well, I think that what the decisions that you're making um, are the way we kind of begin to change mm. the industry and the gender diversity within it. Mm. I think, you know, by you making small choices to choose a female video director, mm. etc., it's going to create more space for those roles to become available. Exactly. So that's how we, I think, you start have to, to go the extra things. mile exactly to yeah. start to make change. I saw this thing the other day. I don't know if you saw it. it got sharing around that, like. Um, 2.6% of producers are women. Yeah. How wild is that? I've never worked with a female producer. Yeah. And I've been writing for like, or like being in the industry for like five years or something. Yeah. What? Why? I think it's just, and <laughs> maybe it's an intimidating space to move into. I don't, I don't know. Well, like, exactly. I saw, um, you know, Jacob Collier, like the... He's like this incredible musician and this is not me cussing him out at all. But he like did an Instagram video and like talking about this subject and he was saying like women just like, you know, get logic and like get these softwares and um just get stuck in and and he was it was coming from a really good place, but yeah. I was almost like but women have logic, like I have logic, like yeah. I know people that like produce, but it's almost like the opportunity isn't there for them to go to the next level yeah. or like get into these big studios or be taken seriously taken to seriously, like yeah. work with you know artists yeah. so i don't know it's going to come from a grassroots place of like running free schemes and stuff to mm. get women into starting out producing to build that confidence mm. so that then they feel they can move into that industry and those spaces are created but it is sometimes like we need these like token positions put in mm. place so that it can open these doors exactly until then i think things is just a bit of a boys club at the moment yeah man <laughs> life's a boys club <laughs> <laughs> for real not anymore <laughs> um so i ask everyone um what would you change about tomorrow if you could i feel like we've spoken a lot about instagram but i, I really just hate it so i would get rid of instagram i would wipe it off the face of the earth I think it's so toxic. I think it's so bad for you. I mean, obviously it's got its good things. I like sharing pictures and stuff, yeah. but I think the world was maybe a better place without it. So I'd get rid of that. And um, I would make yoga compulsory. <laughs> bit of a hippy-dippy one, but listen to me. This yoga so good. changed my life. 
like Go the on. clarity that it gives you like in the morning just 20 minutes like everyone should just stretch just stretch it out just breathe and stretch it out i think they should make it compulsory i think like in primary schools they should have the kids come in let's stretch for 20 minutes guys do you know what i mean i love that i think i think you're right i think the world from my perspective as well would be a better place with more yoga and less instagram yeah that is my closing <laughs> <laughs> my closing statement <laughs> I think it's brilliant. Well, thank you so much, Olivia. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Yeah, it's been so much fun. And thank where so can people find your music? Um, on all the sort of platforms that music exists on. Spotify is the one that I use, but you know, Apple Music and these things. And um, on Instagram, I'm <laughs> 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 I'm Olivia Dino. It's a, it's a good place. My Instagram. I keep it fun. There so. we go. Thank you so much. No worries. You too. Thank you so much to Olivia for chatting to me. She's so kind and talented and I've literally become obsessed with her music. So definitely go and listen to the new EP, What Am I Gonna Do on Sundays? I highly recommend. This has been our last episode of this special collaborative series from Vocal Girls and Tomorrow Magazine. It has been such a pleasure to talk to all these incredibly talented women. So I really hope that you've enjoyed listening as much as I've enjoyed creating these podcasts. Please do go and follow Vocal Girls on Instagram and Twitter at Vocal Girls Club and Tomorrow Magazine at TMRWMag. Thank you so much again for all your support and to my amazing guests. This has been Change the Record Podcast with me, Megan Gray. <laughs>